Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punaconda, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermel. Dropping knowledge, <laughs> Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina, international YouTube superstar. Dropping like it's hot. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, hailing from Bangor, Maine. <sighs> we call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I have not dropped the Bangor, Maine location in months. Is this or- throwback madness? <laughs> this is not, but there's a reason why I am... Hailing you from Bangor, Maine, this week. Finally, I believe we're. I listener. told you guys I had a very special announcement this week. Last week we got our fir- not one, not two, not three, but our first four downloads in the state of Maine. So thank you, Maine. Finally, they're dropping. They're dropping hardcore now. Um, um, before you start, um, Azrila called me. It's Hollywood Bela. Hollywood Bela. Okay, I forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, so yeah, that um, hopefully that wasn't a disappointing announcement. Oh no, I was very excited to tell you guys that. <laughs> I was been, I was expecting you'd be angry about something. Oh no no no, it was a long time in the making. I happened to be like <laughs> scrolling through the numbers and I was like, because <gasps> there's a little map uh, on there that will show you what states and Maine has always just been white because there's nothing filled in. There was nothing there. And then today it was gray, and I was like, oh, my God, that changed. Did somebody listen? And then I saw four. I was like, wow, we're really <laughs> catching on in the state of Maine all of a sudden. So you're making Maine a little less white. I think we are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took us to do it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> if anyone could do it, it was us. Crossing borders. Uh, so before we get started, listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt, The Perfect Edge with Donovan, uh, Throwback Madness. We have WrestleMania 10 available now. On Monday, we will have the final one. That was Prep's pick. Not going to spoil it. I don't think we've said it on any of the shows. Somehow we managed... We recorded this one, what, like four weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. more. Five. So we've, we've done a good job of keeping this one hidden. Um, unsanctioned libraries. I believe we have 24 episodes out there. Uh, on iTunes, subscribe to the show. Five-star ratings and reviews. Check out Elroy Prepson on YouTube. And yes... So, I've been on a hiatus, but just an announcement, because I'm not on next week, I will be back before and after Mania. Okay, so you will bookend WrestleMania. We will return next week. I look forward to it. Same Uh, flight? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Something else entirely. Okay. It's way too expensive. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I don't <laughs> um, have Hollywood Bay low money. Right no. Now. You, who does? <laughs> Not many people do. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> Not even Mr. Sexy has Hollywood Bay low money. No, I don't have Bay low money. Alo, would you like to move some merch before we get into it? Yes, if you want to brace and match, you do so at whatamaneuver.net. You can head over to collarnoble.com. Use promo code MattMatters for 10% off your order. All right. Only working promo code in the promo code business. Um... We started off last week talking a lot about the return of Daniel Bryan. Uh, we did a pretty long segment on it. I thought it was a very fun segment of the show. Um, I mentioned during the Daniel Bryan retirement episode that when I was not watching, our very own C.K. and Joe Rottermill was selling me on Daniel Bryan, saying he was a reason to start watching again. Um, 
and it was one of the things that kind of got me back into it. So, Joseph, I know Daniel Bryan is a very important uh, figure to you. So, what are, what are your thoughts? The about, American Dragon. Yeah. What are What are your thoughts about Daniel Bryan's in ring return? It's exciting. I mean, it's fun to watch. There's a lot of uh, rumors flying around beforehand that he was going to get the clearance from WWE, and he was going to wrestle again, regardless of which. Um, a lot of people thought maybe he might go to a different kind of wrestling program or wrestling show. So it's always good to see him still on WWE TV, mm-hmm. which is where my main uh, alliances are. So this, right. that's where I watch a lion's share of my wrestling. So it was awesome to see him. He's coming back for that. And the cloud, crowd was electric, so it was a great great feel for me. I, I, I popped. <laughs> Almost as hard as the Bangalore main announcement. <laughs> not quite that big? Not, not, I mean, not, not as big as... I mean, that's, that's a big announcement. Is there anyone on the current roster you most want to see him face? I mean, there's a couple people I'd like to face, but AJ him and him would be an awesome match. It's kind of kind of where I'm I'm looking at right now. Be the top of your list. Be the top of my list. Him and AJ. And how long do you think before he is holding a world title? That all depends on how they play this. I mean, I think it's gonna be a while. I don't know if he's gonna be everyday wrestler right off the bat. They might slow play it, give him matches here and there, special matches. Um, probably looking. By the end of next year, I would think. Do you think it'll take a little while for that? That's my feeling. I mean, I'm hoping not, but the way I think they're just going to play it slow. Was there any truth? Does anybody know to the the 90 number they were saying he's going to work 90 dates or something like that? I don't know. I I didn't hear that. So okay, I saw it on Twitter some a few places. Um, So I don't. That would be a very part time schedule, which probably is best for him. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Gives it the best of both worlds. I mean, you don't overwhelm him and put his body out there to kind of kind of get hurt again. Plus, you give him give him the wrestling on air, which is awesome. Yeah, um, crowd still pops. Uh, they're still behind him. The fans. Oh yeah, Prep mentioned last week. I've been saying for a while that I think CM Punk returning would be the biggest story in wrestling. Prep said he believes that this happening is probably the biggest thing that could happen, even bigger than Punk's return. What do you think is bigger, this or Punk coming back? I mean, that's hard to judge without without it actually happening, but this was huge. Um, they did get fully behind it, and people were just ready ready for it. I mean, almost like they knew it was coming. Um, so it was big. Yeah, I, I thought it was coming, like, months ago, and then I started to think, like, ah, it's probably not. And even though we all talked about it on this show numerous times... We were all stunned when it actually was announced. And I actually think they did a smart job of announcing it when they did in the way they did. Because if they announced it three months ago, we were all kind of talking about it already. My, they did it after we kind of stopped talking about it, and people might have thought, ah, it's probably too late. My question is, and I know we ultimately got um, kind of, it happened right before WrestleMania, so we got a match out of it. We, we know where it's going now. But when they started this storyline, do you think this was their end game? you think this is where they were playing it? I do. Because I it feels was... like they switched the way the story was going. Well, I, I didn't think, and you guys can tell me if you thought this, I thought the whole thing was going to lead to Brian versus Shane. I didn't think they were yeah, going to tag that's kind of the way they it felt like it was going. Yeah, they Halo, did, switched that. Yeah, what did you think? I thought it was going to be Brian versus Shane. Prep? Same as Halo. <laughs> that was my thought process. Um... It is funny, though, how we were so tired of this story, and they really revived it very suddenly, where people care. 
Uh, Ayla, what are your thoughts about where things stand now after SmackDown this week? It's hard to say because I'm happy to see Dan Bryan back. I thought he gave it another emotional speech, but nothing happened. (laughs) 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 Nothing happened. Like, just watching Dan Bryan have that fire in his eye again and, like, eager to face Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and we all know Shane's... I, I wasn't sure Shane would even be medically clear to even wrestle because with the diverticulitis yeah. he got. I'm not sure how serious that is, if you can recover in two weeks or not. Can, can you do that? I have no idea. As soon as I read that, I thought that that's probably the end of that. But this is Shane McMahon we're talking about. In your <laughs> extensive research of diverticulitis, <laughs> what would be your expert opinion here? I, I really don't know. I, the only really thing I well, know the re- about The only reason I think Ron, I, I, was, I thought I would defer to Ron because of the whole Brock thing. He's yeah. a UFC guy. I think that... It really basically ended Brock's UFC career for a while. So when I saw that, that was my first yeah. thought was Brock was done. Yeah, that was my thought too. Brock's was severe. I mean, it all depends on the degree here. Um, clearly, they think he'll be ready by WrestleMania. I guess. I mean, like I said, it is Shane McMahon. He's survived a couple falls off the top of a Hell in a Cell. Yeah, a helicopter crash. <laughs> uh, twice off the top of the Titan Tron. So this is Shane McMahon. We can't rule out anything. Well, they and also I, they also have an out for that. If they kind of pre-match jump Shane, keep him out of most of the match, becomes like a sort of semi-handicap match, have Shane <laughs> coming in at the end. And the, oh, yeah. Do well, you guys see that possibly happening? What, Daniel Bryan burying Young Town? <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, Daniel Bryan is Young Town <laughs> compared to the two wrestlers. I, I, yeah. I can see that happening, playing out, but I was shocked to even announce Shane to even be a part of this match. But like Joey said, that could be an easy way to get get it out, get out of this and attack or earlier or, pro, or before the match so Brian can actually go it alone and Shane make the save and they win that way but that wasn't even a stipulation laid out the stipulation was you beat us you get your job back so that's why I talked a little about this last week alluding to Daniel Bryan possibly turning heel I'm like huh you really gonna put the stipulation in there now right but Daniel Bryan kind of has to win mm-hmm. or if this does turn into a two-on-one situation that makes sense for Owens and Sami Zayn to win so it's a lot going on and we can't really get a clear picture until what happens next week well you can't see any interaction between these guys because they're not on Smackdown uh, Prep, do you think the stipulation makes it more likely or less likely that Owens and Zayn win? More likely. And is it the wrong thing to do to have Daniel Bryan come in and lose? The step kind of ruined it for me. It's yeah. like, there was no reason for that. He should have just reinstated it. Yeah. And said, like, something like, oh, now it's personal or some pro wrestling shit. Yeah, like, give the swerve of, like, I'm bring, I'll am bring, i bring you guys back and then say, and this is why. Yeah, because um, now, now it just kind of kills the whole thing about WrestleMania. It's like, okay, you kind of expect Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to win. But do you think there's a chance that they they lose, they remain fired from SmackDown, and then they just end up getting drafted to Raw or assigned by Raw? That could happen, but for me, I still think Daniel Bryan turns on Shane because... It's Daniel Bryan. He gets a pop, and it doesn't have to be a heel turn. It could be something like, you did this for this amount of time, like, and I'm tired of it, and since you're going, like, and they pin Shane. Like, he doesn't have to take the Well, pin. if they do that, it's going to be a heelish move. It's going to be considered a heel turn. Yeah, but see, the one thing that's kind of drawn me away from a heel turn is Bryan fired them, <laughs> not right. Shane. So that's another thing that's kind of... Yeah, no, I don't think you bring Daniel Bryan back and have him go heel. I don't, I don't think it's a smart yeah, move. Yeah, it would be a good swerve 
and it would kind of like set the wrestling world on fire and Twitter on fire. But I don't think you turn him heel right away. But like I said, Brian's went and fired him, not Shane. So that that whole heel turn may be out the window. Or is the other thing possible? They win, they remain fired. Daniel Bryan ends up going to Raw, or he's an in-ring competitor, and somebody else gets the authority on SmackDown and hires him back on SmackDown anyway. I mean, it kind of takes some steam out of the stipulation, but I don't think anybody really cares there's about the stipulation. There's a lot of avenues to go somewhere like that. Yeah, I mean, the stipulation is what it is, but there's a lot of ways around it. So Hogan's going to bring him back? <laughs> Are there rumors of that? Yeah, th- yep. yeah, that's the rumor going around. Hogan's going to be the new general manager of SmackDown. Wow. Just be ready because next week they're going to announce him as the person inducting Hillbilly Jim. That makes sense. They uh, shared a heyday together. Interesting. They're both racist. <laughs> <laughs> have yeah. They, have they both done porn? I think only the one. Okay. No, 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 no. Terry Bollea did porn. <laughs> yeah, not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a very, <laughs> very stark difference between exactly. the two. Um, yeah, because I, I kind of feel like the, the stipulation being added is really unnecessary. We know for a fact that those guys are not going to be out of WWE, so to me it's really no, there's no reason to do it. Yeah, the shirt's not on sale, so I know they're going to be out of WWE. <laughs> um, so, Prep, you're like less, a little less excited about this now, or it doesn't even matter because you get to see Daniel Bryan. I'm a little less excited, but I'm er, but I'm really excited to see Daniel Bryan. But the match, I could care. Like I'm like whatever. You're not too worried about the match itself. No. It's gonna be a good match at least. Yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, all four guys are entertaining. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's like nothing they can do this coming Tuesday on the go home that has anything to do with this match. Yeah. Well, so- other than like Sean. Or Shane showing. Well, up. something I I, do, I would have liked is um, with it, with Sammy and Sammy and Kevin been doing a lot of events. They kind of invaded a couple of live events. So I thought may, maybe on SmackDown they they would if they invaded SmackDown and you they make, gave it a little bit you more. Make it something like that this week. Yeah, you you can get it this week too. But they I think that should happen before um, WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, WWE Championship. AJ and Nakamura. I don't know if anybody would agree with this. I said last week they have not tried to build this into any type of story at all. And I feel like they actually took steps this week. On the penultimate. Yeah. I think... But I actually liked what they did. I did too. Was Nakamura playing mind games. I kind of wish they were playing into the AJ injury aspect of it. Now, maybe they don't want to say that because they think it might take something away from the match. Take some speed away from the match. Yeah, but I like the idea of... Nakamura trying to get in AJ's head and telling him, I didn't need your help anyway. You can't beat me because you're too emotional. And then faking the Kinshasa, basically saying, I'm just showing you, like, this is what I could do to you. I liked that they did that. I liked the way AJ sold it. Um, Prep, I know you said you were excited for this anyway, whether they build it or not. Yeah. Do you think that they did build a little more of a foundation for it? I love what they did with Nakamura. The thing about it is I really like when Nakamura works that like cocky style, so I feel like he should be the one that takes the heel role in the match. But um I don't obviously it's face versus face, but in the match, you know, technically like if John Cena's face versus face, John Cena does the heel work. Right. Like Nakamura will should be the one to do that work. Like he was so good on Tuesday like 
when he yelled in his face, mm-hmm. like, knee to face. I love that. And, then, like, X probably mad because he's like, oh, that's Punk's thing. Like, <laughs> me being one of the biggest Punk fans here, I'll say... You'll cede that to... I'm okay with it. <laughs> You're okay? You give him the go-ahead? I give him the go-ahead on it. He got the, the Preptagon Jr. stamp of approval. Boom. Double stamp. <laughs> Two times. Yeah, I uh, I liked what they did. I was happy that they took some steps. Alo, do you think it's too late, or do you think it's they got it just in time? No, it's too late. This <laughs> should have been happening for weeks now. And AJ or Nakamura, they haven't had any substance for this rivalry or anything. It's just about, it's just like we talked about last week of how oh well, this is the match everybody wants to see, and that's all they're relying on. But this week it was actually really intriguing because Nakamura won. He did a good job talking, which I really did, which I really did enjoy and taking shots at AJ. Like you guys talked about the, Kins- the fake Kinshasa. I thought that was a really nice touch. But I do really think it's too late. But at the same time, you don't really have to sell the wrestling purists or the IWC on AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura because they're just talking about this going to be, they're going to tear their house down. They've been saying that for weeks. But for on a storyline perspective, they haven't been done, they haven't really done anything. I did like Nakamura also saying that what an important line thought he said was, I didn't need you in my corner. I just wanted you to watch closely what I'm going to do to you at WrestleMania. Right. <laughs> which I really thought, that was, that was okay, that, that was that was a, a smart move right there by Nakamura. Yeah. Joseph, how are you feeling about AJ and Nakamura? Um, I don't think the match <clears throat> itself needs that much. I mean, I think a lot of people going in are excited about it. I, I think it's time for Nakamura to, to put up or shut up, though. I mean, not that he's underperformed, but a lot of his matches haven't blown me away when since he's been up... Um, he hasn't really got a huge push either. It's been kind of relegated to the background, so I want to see see what, see what we get out of this match, which should be a terrific match. So you agree with Prep that this match didn't really need to be built at all? No, I don't think it needed too much build. I like what I did like what they did this week. Um, at first I was kind of hesitant because I thought they were just going to play. These guys are good friends and they're going to put on a great match, and then you get into the mind games a- a- aspects of it. It's unique in the way they're kind of pushing that right now, so I, I enjoy that aspect, but outside of that, Let's get in there and get it done. Do you think Nakamura needs to be the champion coming out of WrestleMania? I don't think he needs to. Um, I feel right now that he probably will. I'm hoping not, but that's kind of my feeling. <laughs> what should he... If he doesn't, though, like, what's left for him? Like, he failed at the grandest stage of them all. Like, yeah, that... I still think he's got plenty. I mean, they could make a program out of this. They could do a couple Like, matches. if he didn't win the Royal Rumble, he was... Dead to rights to me, like really, yeah. <laughs> with the, with the shakeup, you can never say it's over after that. What you is it? Is it the next pay per view they're doing the shakeup? Uh, yeah, backlash. Yeah, rumored, rumored. It's rumored to be backlash. Davey M, Uncle Dave. Yeah. yeah. Have there been any details yet on how it's going to go down, or nope. still nothing? Nothing yet. Just like people rumoring who's going where. Right, but not how they're going to get there. Exactly. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Ayla? Do you think he needs to be the champion coming out of Mania? After what they did this past Tuesday with the whole him talking, like Prep said, having that little cocky edge to him, I would think he needs to be champion because, like I said, he before Royal Rumble, he did nothing. And he ends up winning the Royal Rumble. Like, okay, you're actually going to do something with this guy now. Remember, he did have those matches with Jinder over the title in, during the summertime. So it's like, okay, this may be his time to actually get a title shot. And then you could actually have some TV with him versus AJ, even going into Backlash, if AJ does end up switching brands. So, and then this guy actually be Nakamura's time because, like, everybody wants to see it is something different and stuff, but Nakamura, like, we always, we've been saying for weeks, Nakamura hasn't been great on the main roster, but at the same time, 
he hasn't been on television <laughs> to actually do anything. And me, him being the champion and being a face, he can actually be put in there with somebody who can actually carry the feud and actually that could actually give you some intriguing matches. Like one thing I was looking forward to was heel AJ Styles, but we haven't gotten that yet. And maybe next week you'll see something, some AJ do something, even though AJ's allegedly hurt. We can get maybe we can get an edge out of AJ Styles, and maybe even after WrestleMania, whatever happens, AJ Styles finally turn heel Nakamura and give Nakamura some substance to be there. Yeah, my feeling would be if he's going to be ready to go on Sunday, he should be at least okay enough to do something physical on Tuesday. Yeah, because he, he worked <clears throat> the house shows in six-man tag, but I don't know how much work he actually did. I think he I think he might have been in a dark match, too, on Tuesday. Really? I think so. I think I saw a video. Granted, it could have been old. I just was scrolling through Twitter, and somebody tweeted, I love dark matches, and I saw AJ in the corner. There you go, back on Twitter, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I've not been paying attention to the wrestling stuff, though, okay. per prep. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes to NBA Twitter and, like, I guess, like, entertainment Twitter, but not WWE slash wrestling Twitter. Entertainment as in politics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that Trump Twitter, basically. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah. See, my the, the re- <clears throat> main reason I don't want to see Nakamura win, not that I would be opposed to him winning it just feels too scripted if we have and i think most of us probably feel asuka's gonna win if you have two kind of very similar feeling people win the royal rumbles come in and both win the title that night it kind of feels so you think it's too obvious and too blatant like we want to bring the asian audience in so let's put two japanese stars people very similar uh, path to the title very similar victories in a way i honestly don't know if i ever really thought about that but, I mean, it would have been the same thing if, it, like, nobody would have said it if it was, like, a person of just a... <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but, like, just, like, a You're regular be white... That guy. You're gonna two be that white guy. people, like, nobody would say anything about it. No, they wouldn't. Um, but it's like nobody would make a big deal out of, A, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but they're making a big deal out of the Women's Battle Royal because they haven't done it before. Because that stupid trophy that they trolled us <laughs> with. The the uh, giant cheddar cheese Andre the Giant trophy. <laughs> no, the awful women's trophy. Oh, I don't know if I even noticed. Was that, that. a cup? What was it? <clears throat> it was a cup, and it had like ribbons, so it looked like a uterus with fallopian, <laughs> with fallopian, tubes. With fallopian tubes hanging down. <clears throat> I may have to look this up after the show. Yeah, because I was like, "What is that?" I have a very vivid it? picture in my in my, in my, <laughs> memory, my mind right now. It's, and not the picture you wanted to have about yeah, probably the women's not. trophy. Probably not. Um, Who's ready for Rusev Mania? I'm ready for Rusev Day. Anybody? So are you are you bringing up Rusev or the U.S. title? Just Rusev. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just Rusev. <laughs> I'm ready for Rusev Day. Yeah, I think it's great that he got put into the match. I think it's great that he has something to do. I enjoyed that little spot backstage where he, because we know the history between, you know, Jinder Mahal, Hard Body Mahal, and uh, hard Handsome body. Rusev. Hard Body Mahal. <laughs> And I don't know if Jinder thought, like, we still have a little bit of a friendship here. I like I like what Jinder did backstage. <laughs> Me too. I, I, really did. It, I really thought it was it was entertaining. And I think that match only becomes more entertaining and more watchable with Rusev involved in it. Now, is there any chance that Rusev Mania will lead to him regaining the United States Championship? Yes. <laughs> you think you think for sure he's going to get it, or I'm, I'm and is this wishful set. thinking, or you just think it makes the most sense? Listen, I think he's gonna win. Like, why? What else would they put him in there? 
Just if he was in the, the battle royal, I thought he was gonna win. If, if now that he's in this match, I think he's gonna win. <clears throat> I think it's just to, to get him on the card, personally. He deserves to win, even though I'd I'd rather see him in like a world title feud. Like if Shinsuke won, if they like, cause they have good matches. I enjoy their matches. Yes, yeah. but um. If he's not going to win, I'd rather just see him in, with the U.S. title again. I also, I agree with you that he's a, a guy who deserves to be in the world title picture, but I think him basically being more of a comedy act now, they're just not going to put him at that point. Although it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt. But he could get... It definitely wouldn't he hurt. He could become a serious character with one promo. Right, that's all it takes. And he really is that good. I don't know if everyone. Re- I guess people do realize it because he's he is pretty beloved right now. But but it's one of those things like that's the one thing I do like about like wrestling community, it, internet wrestling community is when something clearly isn't put out there to work, we try to push it so it does work. Rusev Day was a joke. And look at it now. It's something huge. Like, they put out calendars because they're like, oh, we got to give them something. And they sold out on the first order, <laughs> right. so they had to order more. Like, WWE had to print more of them. Like Every day is Rusev Day on the calendar? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that, that that's one aspect of it that I do like. Yeah. It, me too. I it, Even something as simple as that NXT show we were at when... What's his name? Montez. Montez, Montez Ford. Red shoes. Yeah. And he got over for wearing a pair of red shoes. The crowd was on fire for that. Which, that was the the biggest match, technically. Like, yeah, no, it got... really was. That's not that's not being facetious. That's not joking. That really was the high point of the show. Was that those two guys? And he was super talented. Like like that's somebody that I want to see succeed now mm-hmm. because of that show and because of how us as a crowd put him over like or he put himself over you know cause he backed it up in the ring like yeah we chanted about his shoes but then he started doing flips and stuff we're like oh this guy has some potential here <laughs> no, there, yeah. there's more than he, shoes he's more than just shoes he's more than <laughs> shoes more than just shoes <laughs> and the best moves. thing he did was get rid of the shoes though mm-hmm. cause he could be defined by the shoes exactly yeah and Bianca Belair. I was going to say, is there a chance he ends up being defined by Bianca Belair? <laughs> is he going to be the next wild man Mark Mara where he gets overshadowed by who oh, he is? Well, you guys just can't wait till they break up. Uh, so oh, no. <laughs> the, the charisma is there for both of them. Yeah, so. I would never uh, wish that on anyone. No. For my own personal gain. Ever. <laughs> Ever? Never. <laughs> okay. Never, never that. Um, do you think he ends up being the U.S. champion after Mania? As of now, I'm still going with gender. Because this has basically been all about gender. That, that is true. And Joey, what do you think? I kind of agree with him with the gender aspect of it. Um, again, I hope it's I hope it's a dirty lie. <laughs> but Would you be happier with gender as a U.S. champion than you were as the world champion? I would think it'd be more apropos than the world champion, yeah. I mean, I'd be happier because I wasn't good as a world champion. <laughs> and he's <laughs> not the main... Nah. Is that supposed to be the main attraction? I kind of want to see it on Rude, and I always seem to more Rude. But so tired of I don't think Rude. I'm going to get that. Well, they he, need a heel. He, he needs came a heel out. Here. He needs to be heel. Like, I was so excited when he DDT'd Randy Orton. I'm like, oh, here goes the start. Like, he's yeah. going to turn heel soon. And then it just led to nothing. So even this Tuesday, like, I'm watching SmackDown, like, one eye open, one eye close, whatever you want to take it as. And... <laughs> 
I hear his music and I turn to Jen and I'm like, ugh, <laughs> not now. And anyone, said, anyone but Bobby. Anyone but Bobby. And then I perked back up when they said Rusev. So, yeah, I I feel the exact same way. I've kind of had. I just think it's boring. I don't think he's being put in a role to succeed. Unfortunately. And I just won't be interested in anything he does until he gets to, he gets to do the thing that brought him there, you know. And he's not getting to do it. Um, Usos and the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers official for WrestleMania triple threat match. We don't really have to talk about anything that happened because I don't think it was anything really of note other than they made the match. But the question I have for you guys is: This the year the Usos finally break through? and have a match on the main WrestleMania card. They have to. Yeah, I think so. That's what this was about, but when you go down a, when you go on the card, it's like every match kind of has that important feel to it. But I'd kind of push the uh, it was all, that's be, what it was all about. So I'd kind of push the Under the Giant Battle Royal to the pre-show. Yeah, I they've done both that those battle royals get on the pre-show. Well, I think the women's the women's going to be yeah, on the main card. I think they'll be on the main cuz it's the first woman. Yeah, so I, I think the Andre that's, that's, that's just main event. <laughs> that's the year that's the year of women's first. I'm not saying that so makes sense, but that's probably what it'll be. So the wonder the um the Andre the Giant so World Battle Royal. <laughs> what what did Matt call it the Sounds like you're royal? dropping the G word on yourself. <laughs> um the memorial no. the eighth wonder of the world or something like that. That Yeah, something like that. That'll be on on a pre-show. I believe that the Raw Women's title will probably be in the pre-show. And that's all I can think of right now that I'm doing the pre-show. Or is this going to be like an old school... Or maybe... The, I don't... Would they throw the Cruiserweights on there? Because they're trying to make a big deal about 205 Live now? They probably will do the Cruiserweights on there. I mean, they're not getting a lot of So TV that's time. three matches, right? Well, that was the first week they'd been back on yeah, TV and, since and even the that, they, they started in the middle of the match with no real lead-in to the yeah, match. Yeah, so, so maybe that'll be on the pre-show. So that's three matches right there. insignificant. My problem with the pre-show, what were we... We were sitting down for like two hours, right? Yes, it's two, two hours, matches. Two-hour pre-show. Right? It was two matches three. in the pre-show? Yeah. Aries oh, and the, Neville, Corbin and Ambrose. And the Battle Royal. Battle three. Royal. So three matches. I they have so much more time. The matches are what ten minutes. The Who battle knew? was maybe twenty. Who knew though that we were witnessing the start of the rise of Jinder Mahal <laughs> when Gronk screwed him in the battle royal. Hard body. Yeah, hard body Mahal. That well deserved title run. Yeah, um, I feel like they have the fact that they acknowledged it on TV. They have to put them on there. But like you guys are saying, there's so many matches. Everyone feels like, how can you take it off the show? Is this going to be like an 80s WrestleMania where there's 14 matches? Yes, yeah, but I think that match is more important than the Raw title tag match. But, but it's Braun. But it's Braun. <laughs> well, I can't so. say that because Braun was on a pre-show last year. So, but he wasn't but Braun was on Braun like he last is right year. Now. Like they look at him as an attraction right now. I don't know. They des- they definitely deserve it. And the new day, the, how you can't. I just feel like you can't keep the Usos no. and the new day off the main show. I mean, that'll they be should a quality, open the card. That'll be a quality match. Yeah. What's what's a better? I mean, me personally, we're not going to talk about two hundred five live because you guys. I mean, I don't know who watches it, but like two hundred five live, that match is really well built, and I think they have potential to open the show but it's like one of those things like do you really want to put a match that they're going to go to the back and be like follow that mm-hmm. like and no match lives up to it well no matter what either the cruiserweight match 
or the tag match, either two of those matches, that can do that. Because mm-hmm. the Usos always usually open the show and they usually, okay, top that. But the thing that kills me is the Bludgeon Brothers. Like, Luke Harper is good, but Eck- Eric Rowan. Eck Rowan. <laughs> Eck Rowan. <laughs> Eric Rowan? Eck Rowan. My favorite part about that is Eck. he's not even Eric Rowan anymore. I love that just Eric has become Eck. default to Eck. He's awful. The default Eck nickname to Eric is Eck now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, Luke Harper is great. But and I do think they're a good tag team, but that you just can't keep those those two tag teams off the main show. I just don't think you could do it. Um, and then Charlotte's injury. Is it? Do we know? Is it anything serious? Is it? It was a dental procedure. Oh, really? She had last week. Then they wanted to give her off this week. Oh, because she right. would have had to do two matches. So. Okay. Well, yeah, the no big deal then. All right. So, we didn't get really anything involving the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, does anybody else have anything from SmackDown? That was I really stretched it out. You really did. Yeah. I'm shocked because nothing. when I watched it, I had nothing. Yeah, there was just some, really, it was just kind of some questions I had that I wanted to, to get into. But, so for Raw, I know you guys mentioned 205 Live and the Cruiserweights. I was happy there was a Cruiserweight segment because it was something I could fast forward. No, here goes my problem with that. <laughs> okay. okay. 205 Live had a match yesterday that was fantastic. Buddy Murphy? Yeah, like, it was. I think it was a four-way. And it was so good, that should have been on Raw, not what... They did. Because that's something that might actually make somebody say, oh, I want to watch this. Exactly. As opposed to the what they used to do with the women. It was just the Total Divas commercial that would come on during Raw. So it's basically the 205 yeah, they, Live they didn't do much to help that match either. Just yeah. kind of coming in midway, no build up, no nothing. Just threw it out there. The one thing I always notice, though, is when Drake Maverick is on commentary, he's steals the show. Like, that guy needs to be on TV way more than he is. He's so he fantastic. came on and did commentary on Raw. Yeah, during the match. He was selling the pay-per-view, or the the cruiserweight right. match. Yeah, I, I like the fact that 205 Live kind of like disappeared or, or off Raw for months since Enzo got released. Because it kind of gets like a new re- a rebirth of 205 Live when mm-hmm. it does come back. I, I wish it just... I wish I just had the face off next week because I did a face off on Two or Five Live with uh, and it was a Cedric. good one too. And Cedric, I hope they just. I wish, show I wish, that. Yeah, I wish it did, you show that or do that again on Raw, so the night after Raw you can get the rebirth, the official rebirth and rebranding of the Cruiserweight division. Because I was rooting for Roddy to win it because I thought because yeah. like, when I saw it I was like oh god they they brought Roddy in here and then I saw Buddy Murphy I was like he may he may not have any charisma but I know he's good in the ring. <laughs> And um, then the rumors were coming talking about Leo Rush, but he didn't. They didn't end up putting him in the, putting him in the tournament. But I'm glad that two of the cruiserweight originals of of this new cruiserweight division are are um, the two finals left. Yeah, uh, I'm willing to give 205 Live a watch. Is he commentating on 205 Live too, or no? It's just on Raw. No, but the commentators they. They're fantastic. Like, Vic Joseph is really good. I, I like that he's not overexposed as well as Ni- Nigel McGinnis. Like, they only do 205 Live. Like, I like that. Well, Nigel, he does NXT at times. but Right. Like, Vic Joseph, he's like the Michael Cole of the product, and he's not overexposed. So, you know me pretty well. <laughs> is 205 Live worth... A dipping my toe into 
Yes. If you just want to watch matches and not like have to like take notes and stuff like that, yes. Because I've even watched it a couple times here and there during this whole tournament because those matches I was interested in seeing, like the, the Roddy match. Um, Roddy versus Cedric Alexander was good. Buddy Murphy in his second round match was good. Who did he face in the second round? Was it um, Kalisto? Kalisto. Who did he beat first? He beat... What? I think it was Kalisto he beat the first round. It was Kalisto or Dorado he beat first round. But the in-ring work has been really good. Yeah. What about character stuff? They're doing a lot They're of character stuff. They're doing real stuff. good. And they're building, like, slowly but surely... Like, there's rumors about a Cruiserweight Tag Team Championship. <laughs> I did see and that. And slowly but surely, they're rolling out, like, ta- yeah. like Hideo and Tozawa. So good. Yeah, Lindsay and um, Kalisto, Kalisto and, and Gra- Grom and Elite, they're... they're They've been teaming up together okay. and stuff. Yeah, and then, like, with the addition of people like Roddy Strong, which need, he needs to stay on 205 Live. Buddy Murphy, who doesn't need a lot of charisma, his charisma shines in the ring. Like, he's one of those characters. Yeah. So I feel like with those additions, that's the one thing I like about 205 Live and NXT. Basically, Triple H run products. They don't blow their load like that. Like, they take their time, they develop, and it becomes something. So they have an idea of what they want to do, and then they take the steps necessary to get there. Exactly, because look at all the names that we could say that are held back on NXT. Like, there's no Leo Rush. Ricochet's just getting out there. Uh, Donovan Dijak is just getting there. Like, they they take their time. No War Machine. They really take their time when they have, like... All this talent on the docket. Imagine who could be on 205 Live, but they just slowly, you know. Roll them out. Exactly. All right, so Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Another week, Brock on the show. Roman shows up when he wasn't supposed to be there. They really dropped the ball by actually bringing Brock onto the show. Do you feel even more that way this week, Prep, than you did last week? Even more, because as soon as that music hit when Raw opened, what did the crowd do? Lost their mind. And that's not what's supposed to happen. It's weird because they did such a good job for those two or three weeks, however long it was, of Roman just getting on the mic and destroying Brock and saying the stuff everybody in that arena doesn't like about Brock. Then you just turn around and give them the stuff they do like about Brock. What do you expect to happen? How do you not know? There has to be someone there that can say, yeah, this is the wrong thing to do. I guess there's not. I guess there's one guy who ultimately makes a decision. And he wants Brock on the show for ratings or whatever. But your ratings aren't good anyway. What's the difference if your average viewership is 3.24 million or 3.09 million? Does that matter at all? I'm so glad you brought that up, Ron, because I've been wanting to talk to you about this for a long time. Okay. So, me personally, I think the idea of wrestling's ratings being going down, like, and that being an issue, I think that's a little overblown argument. Because we live in a time where piracy is so easy. A lot of people cut the cord. A lot of people are just downloading Raw. A lot of people just watch Raw on streams. Like, I think that at least a million people probably watch Raw by nefarious means. (laughs) You're probably right. I know a lot of people... Is that a new director? (laughs) (laughs) 
I believe so. No. Um, I think you're right. I think a lot of people may just go on YouTube and watch the segments they care about. Oh, here's this Roman Reigns se- Roman Reigns segment. Let me watch that. Here's this John Cena promo. Let me watch that. And not watching the whole show. I could just DVR it. Yeah, I mean that's I what don't I watch do. It. I DVR it. it. Doesn't really count as the. I wait an hour. Worship. I turn it on so I could fast forward the commercials and cruiserweights and trying to think of Enzo when he was on. I was fast forwarding hard, that hard, hard body hall, the hall yeah. segments. So I watch later. I know a lot of people probably do that. Um, there's some website I forget what it's called where I've watched Raw where it, they they have clips. It's like eight segments. It's broken into. You could watch it on one and a half speed, on double speed, so you could b- blaze through it. I, I assume there are a lot of people who are not watching the live broadcast. You can also watch quick breakdowns on WWE.com the day after. I mean, it's not the full segment, but you get the feel for what, what happened. Right. God, I feel bad. I, wa- I give them my rating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most usually... Most of the I don't time. sling my rating around, A-Load, much like the show stuff. Yeah, you'd rather go watch Markel Fultz jump shot. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time I watch it live, but I watch it, like, if I fall asleep, which you guys know I do a lot. <laughs> Known for that. I'll just watch it the next day on, like, a site. Right. Yeah, to me, the ratings hunting is not worth, it's just not worth it. On a bad week, you're going to get probably 2.8 or 2.9 million viewers. On a really good week, you're maybe going to get 3.3. It's really not that big of a difference. I know that the the eyes on the product matter, but in the grand scheme, what is it, 500,000 people? Is that that much of a difference, really? You're not selling a ton more advertising for half a million people. It's just not... Just not working out that way. So to me, keep him off, make Roman, build Roman the way you were towards WrestleMania, and then there it's like there's something really to fight for. We didn't really need. Oh, Roman got beat up by Brock twice, so we need well, to see him get a, revenge. That's the old school formula that Vince still runs by. You got to get Brock to get over until we get to the match when Reigns wins. Yeah, I just and formula. I just I just don't think they needed to do it. No, they don't. It's just they keep running out that formula every time. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna kind of disagree with you, Ron. Okay. the The problem isn't is it's not about getting Roman cheered. It's about getting Brock booed, and they did nothing to get Brock booed. Like he beat Roman up for the second week in a row. But as we always talk about, that's gonna get pops. Like when they when Paul when Paulie said that Roman's suspension got lifted, the fans cheered, and they said he wasn't here tonight. They cheered too. Like, <laughs> which one is it? But yeah, what was the formula they used? To get Roman over in 2015. Or was it? Yeah, or was yeah, it? 2015. Yeah. They had him beat the hell out of Triple H at the end of a pay-per-view. And then everybody loved him that night and the next night and for maybe the next week. That works. So why are you doing it for the guy you don't want the crowd to cheer for? Yeah. And, and just... I, don't, I really don't get... I don't get their mindset. I don't get... I don't understand why they think that would work. Because like I said last week, like Paul's promo, it was fine and all. He pointed out the similarities of what Roman is doing to Brock because he was saying Roman's not here, but that's not going to get you booed. <laughs> it's not. What's going to get you booed is Brock talking about why he has, why he doesn't be here, why does, why he doesn't care about the people, why why he's so privileged, why does he show up when he wants to. That's what's going to get him booed, not beating up Roman Reigns. As soon as they came out and did the in-ring promo, it was the first thing I thought of, was they're doing the exact opposite of 
Alo's suggestion and basically the exact opposite of what Prep and I felt. Like, just don't have him on the show at all. Have him keep blowing off his duty of showing up on the show, and he just never did it. Yeah, and it's like, get Brock booed. You don't got to get Roman shit. You just have to get Brock booed. And just running down the fans and act like he doesn't care and knowing that, yeah, I know what I do. I, I don't. I show up when I want to. I don't care if I have this title. I make this title. That will get him booed because the fans will turn on him quickly. But that doesn't mean that they have to cheer for Roman, but you have to boo Brock. Yeah, another thing I'm really tired about, and I'm glad I get to say this on a day where X not here, I'm mm. tired of Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm over him already. I see your point. Act regular act or act Rowan? Act <laughs> Rowan. Then I'm one the same. <laughs> they they become the same person now. No, I, I, I love Paul Heyman. I love everything he's contributed to the business. I think he is this business. Yeah, he's excellent at what he does. But I think we just see him basically come out and say the same things about Brock Lesnar all the time. He's not doing anything other than that. And I don't care about Brock Lesnar. And I'd assume of the four of us sitting here right now. I don't know that anybody cares about him. Does he matter to you at all, Prep? Nope. Joey, does Brock Lesnar matter to you at all in not, not, 2018? Not to me, but Little Angle was telling yeah. me. <laughs> kind of likes uh, Lesnar. He does? Yeah, a little bit. Right? Alo, do you no. care about Brock at all? No, I can I can do without him. Like, and it, we came back in 2011, like, I was excited. But this was, like, before that whole part-time thing really became a legit yeah, thing. It was cool at first, but, I mean, that's kind of run his course real quick. Yeah. Especially the way they've used him and the way he's just got the privileged schedule, keeping the title off the TV. Get rid of him. Yeah, I think, I think the mm-hmm. title stuff is what really took took a lot of his luster away. It's like, as a wrestling fan, it's like, okay, where's the title? It's all, you, you posted what the title, but the title is never here. And the show suffers from that. It does. Every, all, everybody in your roster suffers from that. And yeah. It makes a show Storyline suffers from wrestling. everything. Yeah. yeah. It affects everything. And, and then you just don't really care when he comes back and wrestles a match. That has very little build because there's no building on the show. Yeah, and they set themselves up where next week, one of two things happens. Roman gets the upper hand back on Brock and nobody's going to care. Or Brock beats up Roman again and people are cheering Brock even more. Or we have another tug of war. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know what? The last time we got a tug of war between the two of these guys... It turned out to be a good mess, WrestleMania and a good main event. Mm. So maybe history can repeat itself. We don't have a Seth Rollins to cash in this time. I don't know. I, I definitely am looking forward to the match because I think the match itself is going to be good, and I think the moment is going to matter. But I just really think they've gone about this all wrong, and I think it's unfortunate. I think they, they were on the right track and just shot themselves completely in the foot. And they I don't think they can fix it before they get there. Um, Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. <laughs> did anyone enjoy this segment as much as I did? I did. <laughs> and can I just point out, I thought the production of this segment was especially good. I thought Miz's acting was great. The, but the one moment well, he that is stood from out, Hollywood. he is. That was that, that was, was awesome. Then he's getting cheered in Cleveland, nothing. and he says, "I'm I'm from L.A. I live in L.A." <laughs> I thought that was excellent. Um, but I thought the the highlight of the entire segment to me was when Curtis Axel is holding Bo back. Yes, and Miz starts the show. 
<laughs> yeah. To the show. Miz starts running off the Intercontinental Champions. He's going to be better than in 34 days or however many it's going to be. I'll be better than Macho Man Randy Savage. I'll be better than Shawn Michaels. I'll be better than Mr. Perfect. And you see the camera <laughs> zooms in on Axel's face when he hears this about his father. And over his shoulder, you see the Miz realize, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And that moment, I actually rewinded it because I was like, that was so perfect. They could not have done that any better. And then I was dying. And he would go, that slipped. That, sli- that was a slip. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I thought that whole, that whole segment was great. And then... Because I actually was buying into the... Well, I'm thinking, do they really need to lose the Miztourage? What's what's the reasoning for that? And then, obviously, we get the, the twist of they beat down Balor and Seth anyway. I just thought it was excellently done. I found it very entertaining. A-Law, you clearly agree I loved with me. Uh, Prep, yeah, your, your feelings? Great. Miz, I really don't want him to lose this match. <laughs> I feel like he should retain... But I don't. Obviously, they might be going in the direction of like a Rollins or somebody else. So yeah, Joseph, your thoughts on the I, segment? I feel like they should give him the thirty-four days at this point. They'd give him that. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know if they will, but I like to see him do that. I, I thought it was a great segment. Um, again, I like the throw to Mister Perfect. I didn't think they kind of, kind of pick up on that, but they played to it pretty well. Um, I'm excited for the match. This this could be the match of the night. <laughs> Miz carrying those two guys. He is four guys. Four guys <laughs> carrying them on his back. And congratulations, they did have the baby yeah. today. Oh, did yeah, they? Mo- yeah, Monroe. All right, Monroe. Monroe yeah. Mizanin. Yeah. Or Mizanin, however you say the last Mizanin, name. Mizanin. Yeah. Congratulations to the the lovely couple, the Miz and Maurice, the It couple. <laughs> Double M. <laughs> doesn't only stand for Matt Madness. Yeah. No, it doesn't. But that's Maybe. the better at Double M. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I love this segment. I am looking forward to the match. I don't know what they can do next week to match this. I don't know if there's anything they can do. Um, but, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. This was maybe my favorite thing of the week. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Like, what if we talked about... He didn't say anything because commentators put on he's from Cleveland. Yeah. I live in L.A. Like, so that was fantastic. <laughs> and you can tell, like, he's like, this is so good. I'm like, yeah. like, and in effect, the whole, the way he started the promo, he was mad the entire time. Yeah. Didn't have any, didn't talk about nothing else about how much other than the Miz didn't help him. Yeah. And then even though I'm the, the whole Bo Leave line that he dropped, I thought it was funny. Like, oh, my, this is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Rollins and, and Bow, they, they were terrible in this. But listen, the, like we said, the Miz carried everybody. Well, the Miz carried those two in this sec- on this segment. And yeah, he's carrying the IC title. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, women on Raw. I'll just get this out of the way real quick. Oscar had that very quick squash match. How good was that kick? <laughs> yeah, she nailed that girl. I think that's all we need to say about that. That's really, it, yeah. Um, for me, the highlight of the women's. Part of portion of Raw was Sasha and Bailey. They actually so you didn't like it. I didn't like it. I liked that it was addressed directly. It wasn't more we're in the ring together having a match and I'm kind of mad at you and you're kind of mad at me. I liked that they both kind of said the things that the feud is really about. Like what I said last week, Sasha's the type of friend that she loves you when she's better than you, and then when you're be- when she feels like you're better than her, she doesn't like you anymore. And Bailey said that to her. And I thought that the the fight that they had 
You guys won't appreciate this because you're a little too young. Joseph, you might. It reminded me of when Zach fought Slater on Saved by the Bell. I'm not that young, Kyle. <laughs> you're what? I'm not that young. Okay, I, well, I, I didn't know if you ever better. watched yeah, I mean, Saved by the Bell. Hollywood, you two yeah. understand the But it gave me that feeling. Just because you were in college. Col- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I was in eighth grade. <laughs> it was a syndication. You guys, <laughs> reruns still to this day. You guys are probably more a fan of the college years, too. Oh, that oh, show was that terrible. Was terrible. <laughs> it was. Um, but yeah, I do remember. Oh, that. the movie <laughs> AC, the AC, mo- and that yeah. the movie was horrible. It was terrible. <sighs> yeah, but so prep. What didn't you like about it, or do you just not care about this? I didn't like that. This is how the breakup went. Like I feel like it's just a lost opportunity because it could have been so much bigger, and they decided to address it in the back. I'll give you that. Like there, there were more prominent ways they could have gone about it. I think for me, I was just happy that it's like, okay, this has now happened. Because that's something not we're waiting for. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're but fine. Technically, it's not a Sasha heel turn. No, it's just her being sick of Bailey and Bailey being sick of her. Like, and I didn't bring this up last week when I came back to the show, but. Like, I agree with what Alo said a few weeks ago. Bailey is the heel turn I never knew I needed. <laughs> so. Yeah, I thought the, the fighting aspect of it, though, I thought they did it really well. It, I thought they sold it really well. I, I, I felt it. That was cool, yeah. But, I mean, I, I just think it was a missed opportunity. Like, yeah. it could have been so much bigger than this. Well, I liked it. And I'm a t- I, I liked it because of this. One thing coming out of this, like like Prep said, it wasn't really a heel turn. It was kind of like, all right, we having this problem, so we kind of just gotta let this out. And that's how I kind of that's how I kind of interpret it. Like let's let's just fight this out and whatever, and we can move on from here. And they just kind of had to kind of fight. And the only thing I did not like was Sasha's line of, "You have Bailey, you can't beat me," because I'm a four time women's Royal women's champion. Right. But it's like that's your comeback. Yeah, and that's what you got to say. Now Bailey with the great comeback, saying yeah, but how long did you keep it? That th- was fantastic. I thought that was great, but Sasha saying I'm a four time world winner. Like, what does that mean to Bailey at this point? Right. That's the only thing I didn't like. But it's not like Bailey never was a champion. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, she just count count the times, but it's like mm-hmm. like that's your only comeback. But that's what they beat. think matters is how many exactly. times you had it. Exactly. <laughs> You've had it for one one night. Yeah. Exactly. But I think. Maybe next week on Raw, you kind of see them like make up and talk about their feelings and emotions. Like, look, we kind of just had to let it out. Let's so like a therapy session. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that sounds like it's great. Because yeah, oftentimes, it's Michael Cole. Because yeah. <laughs> oftentimes, I talk about this on the show how they book these women to, like to the stereotypes of women, like they'll be moody and they switch up and all this other stuff. So this just might be one of those times. But I think when either Bailey or Sasha will end up winning the battle royal, and, wh- and whoever win- whoever loses is going to turn on who wins, and that's going to be the moment that you need. That you get out of this, yeah, and may possibly destroying that uterus trophy. <laughs> I still, I haven't seen it. I still can't believe they wouldn't. Uh, you know what? I can believe they wouldn't know better <laughs> than to do that. Um, I'm happy that Nia hasn't gotten her hands on Alexa yet. I hope she doesn't until WrestleMania. And I'll get to what I know. Alo and Prep want to discuss. Uh, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> First thing I'll say. I don't need the uh, the Triple H Stephanie vignette. Um, although it was there was some ridiculousness to it that I could at least appreciate. In case you guys weren't aware, Ronda Rousey cannot time travel. What yeah. what did you um what, what you thought was ridiculous? 
the someone saying they were like the best athletes in the world or whatever the I forget what it what, what the, the line was guy. exactly yeah yeah was it was it was it Joe DeFranco yeah it yeah. was okay um, but I I just feel like the the annoyance with me and I and you know I'm not like an anti Triple H anti Stephanie guy I just feel like this is just this isn't entertaining to me at this point those two in this position is not entertaining to me. And Rhonda is not good <laughs> at all. The microphone work with Kurt was not good. The actual in-ring action was not good. And I came out of that segment feeling pretty concerned. Scared of what you're going to see. And then you guys mentioned her, her media stuff that she had this week, <laughs> which I didn't watch the whole interviews. I saw, I guess, the two main clips everybody's talking about is her thinking Mike Golick asked her if she could go back in time. <laughs> like, what he asked her was, will you go back in time? In time, will you maybe revisit this? <laughs> Not, if you could go back, travel back in time, would you do it again? I can't do that. What do you mean? And she, it was something like Zoolander would say. <laughs> And the other one... The best, part was, fa- the best part was her face, though. Yeah. She looks so confused. She's like, what? Are you asking? I was like, oh my god. Are you actually god. asking me that? And then with Max Kellerman... That was... I don't know what was better. I... Has... She's done media before, right? This is <laughs> We've what seen I her wanted. do media before. This is what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, so go ahead. So, I only saw, to be completely honest, I only saw the Mike Golick thing. Mm-hmm. So, one thing I know as a Ronda fan from the UFC is Ronda hates doing media. So, in a company where you have to do media and you have to be positive, like WWE, I knew she'd fail at this instantly. So, the first show that she goes on, what does she do? She fumbles and she looks like an idiot. My problem with it, and disclaimer... I am not being sexist, but she has like this complex that because she's a woman, she has to be a certain way and she's like super assertive and to be frank, dickish. Like Mm -hmm. she was like, kind of like, and she looks stupid. Look, look how dumb she looked in front of Golik. How did he not like be like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, yeah, I've been doing TV and radio for 25 years or 20 years, however long it's been. Do you really think I'm asking you if you could time travel? <laughs> what a dummy. And then the thing with, um, I think Max, because Max, the, I'm just paraphrasing, but his question was about her loss and like her demeanor and how, how she reacted to it. So the it, question actually was, basically, after you lost your first fight, there was such a negative blowback yeah. against you. Like, what did you think of that? And her answer she is She didn't have not, an answer. Yeah, her answer was not, oh, I, I couldn't believe it, or I expected it, because I built myself up to those heights you talked about, and people cheered for me falling down. It was just, oh, well, I, most people say, some people said this when they really aren't courageous enough to say it's their opinion. He was like, that's not my opinion. And it just was so mind-boggling that this was the interview she had. And... How do they not know that this is how she is? Because I, they're so focused on, oh, Rhonda headlines a pay-per-view. She does 
two million buys or whatever. You know, they're blinded some, by the media hype. Yeah, and they're like, not. Oh, it's Ronda Rousey. I just said it last week. She was only the best because no one else was there. And then she got her butt handed to yeah. her. No, she did, and I think. She made herself look bad, obviously, in these two interviews, and made them look bad. Way to take away everything good I said about her last week. You're an idiot, Ronda. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It looked really bad. He's he's skulking right now, Ronda. You can't see it. Yeah, I, I'm. I was blown away. And and then I'm I'm sorry, but I. Stephen A, don't talk about wrestling. I, I love you, Stephen A. You're one of my inspirations. Don't talk about wrestling. Oof. Yeah, he interviewed... The, my feelings on Stephen A is don't talk about anything, <laughs> ever. He interviewed Triple H and Steph today. So yeah, I, 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 didn't, I listened to it at work a day behind, usually, so I haven't checked that out yet. But he was Triple talk- H had uh, Stephen A tripping over himself. Yeah, he really. Which is really fun. Because he talked about... Um, how Ronda did an amazing job in her movies. Like I was like, stop, stop. <laughs> you know, Stephen A does he that. Said, he said Fast and the Furious. I was like, stop. Because <laughs> I didn't even recognize her in Fast and the Furious when she was in that. And it, um, and then like 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 um, last said, hey turtle. Like, <laughs> like, hey, hey, I was turtle. just about to. <laughs> I was like, stop. That's your acting moment from Ronda. Yeah. Love you, Stephen A. You're an inspiration, but d- don't talk wrestling. Yeah, I hate you, Stephen A. <laughs> you are everything I aspire not to be. <laughs> He's he's uh, got a target on his back for me for being such an enemy of the process. You don't want to have a target I don't, on your I, back for me. Well, me and you have had discussions about this. I I understand his point wholeheartedly. Yeah, I don't. I think his I think his point is that he didn't actually think about it. His feeling was, oh, it's not fair to the fans to to lose games. They sucked for twenty four out of the last twenty eight years anyway. So the whole thing was instead of being the 10th worst team in the league will just be the for 10 years will be the third or the first worst team or second worst team or third worst team in the league for three years will get top level talent in the draft and then people want to come and play here he didn't it's like he just didn't want to see that no he he, he says he sees that because i say I, I i see his point clearly it's just the fact that you're going to suck on purpose and and charge people for this Sometimes I think Stephen A. doesn't even have a point. I think he just talks really loud and yells to other people's points. Yeah, but the idea of charging people is we have the option to buy tickets or not. Yeah, I know. And so what bothered me the most was the people who were the biggest supporters of that team, like myself... Um, yeah, you got yeah because what his thing was, which which I, I do, which I'm, I'll be against him. You Sixers fans were okay with it. And the fans who weren't okay with it were the ones who weren't going to the games exactly, or watching yeah. the games anyway. Yeah, I know, I know. But his thing is, he thinks that people just because he's his inside information yeah. and stuff. But he said, but he just thinks that Sixers fans weren't okay with this. I know plenty of Sixers fans. My brother is a huge Sixers fan, just like you. He was fine with this in 2006 when they traded AI. They were, I believe, three and eighteen or something like that. And I wanted them to tank to get Kevin Durant. And they end up winning 28 games and pick 8th or 12th or whatever. Get, and you get stuck R- with, like, Rodney Thaddeus Carney? Young or somebody. Maybe. It was, might have been Rodney Carney. That Young? It, and that, that doesn't make a difference. And then the only free agents you can get are a guy like Elton Brand after he tears his Achilles. And he's not going to be that good anymore. They, they couldn't attract free agents. Now... And this is the thing I have a problem with with guys like Stephen A. and people like that, is you talked all this trash about 
the fans will never come back. Well, guess what? They are second in the league in attendance right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, losing culture. These play- these players will never learn how to win. They're 44-30 and 30 now because they have top-level talent that they acquired through the draft. Um, free agents won't want to come here. J.J. Uh, Redick, I know he's not a top free agent, but he chose he was to the come first. here. Um, Ersan Ilyasova and Marco Bellinelli were both bought out and could have picked any contending team they wanted to go to. They wanted to come here and play with Ben and Joel. Yeah. And come this offseason, I would not be shocked if LeBron James <laughs> wanted to come here or Paul George wanted to come here or somebody like well, I heard, that. I heard LeBron James wanted to come just to do the podcast. Well, yeah. And stay to play with the Sixers. I, I think I said this last week or the week before. I definitely laid the groundwork for LeBron's move to the Sixers. Yeah, but the thing with Stephen A, there, I, 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 I can pinpoint the holes in his argument, but he does have a point. But I'll pinpoint the holes in his argument. Sixers fans were okay with this. Mm-hmm. Every Sixers fan that I know personally was fine with this. Like, I don't care. Get these draft picks. Down the road, three years from now, we'll possibly be in the NBA Finals. Yeah, the people who had a problem with it and with Sam Hinkie were the, the media members who didn't understand it, didn't like it, or they didn't like Sam Hinkie because he didn't give them quotes. And they acted like they were defending the fans when they weren't. We knew. I knew. The last time they won a playoff series was in 2012 with Thaddeus Young, Evan Turner, without, Drew Holiday. Uh, against a Bulls team without Derrick Rose in the first round. And, they, but and they, Joe but they, Noah. Yeah, but they took the, the Celtics to seven games in the second mm-hmm. round. But that team was going nowhere. And then the next year, I hate to get too far off track, but now I have to say oh, we're, it. They were, we're, talking we're about it. <laughs> I know. Track. They were 35-31 and 31 that year. I actually just looked this up the other day. That was a lockout-shortened season or a mm-hmm. strike-shortened season. Players were not in shape. Guys were moving team to team at the last minute. The Sixers had their whole team back. They got out to an 18-7 and start, number one in the Eastern Conference. And then when other teams started to get their act together, the Sixers from there were 17-24 and the rest of the year. And then the next year they won something like 34 games. That 34-48 and season was way more indicative of what they were than the 35-31 and season. And that's what led to Sam Hinkie being hired. And to me, Sam Hinkie... You will always be right. <laughs> Nobody can say you're not anymore. Uh, the idea was to try to get one or two top-level guys. They have at least two now with Ben and Joel and maybe Markel Fultz. And they have Sarge. Max, calor- Max salary cap slot for another superstar. I said Sarge playing um, basketball. But, Ayla, I'll go a little easier on Stephen A. now that I know that you like him so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he's, he, he's one of the people that I, I take from to make Ayla. <laughs> Preposterous. <Yeah. laughs> He's a character builder. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I take quality. I, I like. To, I. I take quality. Like I know myself, so I take quality from people. Like, okay, I like that. I can yeah. see some elements. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Braun Strowman. Any ideas on who his tag team partner might oh, be? Oh, by the way, this is why laugh will never beat me in debate. Why? <laughs> because Steve, of your Stephen A. <laughs> You've been watching First Take for so long. No, cause, cause, that's why. I, I watch like I, said, I watch a lot of debate shows and stuff like that. So like I'm like okay, I always make sure I'm well spoken mm-hmm. on my points, and that's one thing on those sh- on those type of shows. I'm like okay, these guys are well spoken. So I always make sure I'm well spoken, and I don't sit there and talk about things that I don't know, and I'll easily defer to other people. Which is a good way to do it. Yeah, um, you're like the Mega Man of radio hosts. <laughs> John Canton of TJR Wrestling theorized that 
Dean Ambrose got taken off of his access availability, WrestleMania weekend, possibly meaning that maybe he will be the surprise partner of Braun Strowman. Any chance of that being his partner? And how would you feel about it if he was? What's Vince's theme song? No chance in hell. (laughs) So no. No chance. So is it Elias? Is it definitely Elias, do we think? I don't think so. I don't know, because Elias is, is in squalor right now. Right. No, he's overpushed, though. <laughs> Someone's done on TV. He's overpushed. Go yeah. figure. Um, and the last note I have from WWE. Oh, bef- before uh-huh. we got sidetracked about the whole Stephen A. talking mm-hmm. wrestling thing, I had something to say about the Triple H Stephanie thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, my God. But th- Before I saw this package, now... I see your point about with Joe DeFranco saying they're they're always ready to go or whatever, but I thought the package kind of built them as the bosses, and no matter what happens, we're going to put you in your place. And before I saw that package, now I know we got another week left before WrestleMania starts, but as of right now, I have Triple H in winning. I have <laughs> Triple H beating Kurt Angle. Okay. Because like this before I saw the video package. Because I've said this, I've said this throughout. I've said this to the past year. I don't want Triple H on my television as an authority figure because he's a character. He's a legit wrestler, and he cannot lose every time. I've I've been noted on saying that. Mm -hmm. But and I've also been stated that he's not losing three years in a row at WrestleMania. (laughs) I'm sorry, he's not. And even though like he did beat um, Pedigree Kurt Angle at Survivor Series and they get, get get the win for Team Raw at Survivor Series, I'm still not I'm still not I'm still I'm still not ruling out the fact that he p- pins Kurt Angle at Mania because Ronda could still get her moment in ta- and getting Stephanie in the arm cross arm bar at WrestleMania. That'll be Ronda's moment. But I could easily see Triple H beating Kurt, pinning Kurt Angle in this match. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. For that to happen, but the video, but I thought so. The video package and how they put emphasis on Ronda and how no matter what after Mania, will make will put talent back in their place. I'm like, okay, I kind of feel more safe picking Ronda and Kurt. But right now, I'm leaning 64 to Triple H and Stephanie <laughs> win the fatal win the tag team match. I'm interested to see what they do next week because I feel like I don't want to see Ronda do another promo or interview or anything like that. A sit-down that's pre-recorded She fine. should roll in in a DeLorean and get out of there and kind of play into what... what Go 88 miles yeah, per hour? Yeah, she rolls in a DeLorean. I'd be cool with that, too. She traveled back in time. <laughs> um, Cena and Kane, I don't want to talk about the match. Uh, but I will say John Cena did a tremendous job trolling The Undertaker throughout. <laughs> and closing Raw, doing the rolled-back eyes into the camera. You think that's how Cena really wakes up, too? <laughs> <laughs> I think he does. Uh, right next for to different reasons. For different reasons. Next to Nikki. <laughs> yeah, I do think that that is what he does. Any other thoughts from Raw, WWE in general? I still hope Undertaker doesn't show up. I'm kinda, <laughs> me too. I'm getting kind of getting tired of seeing the callouts. It's been the same thing every week. Yeah, it's just again over and over again the same thing. They need to do more. Yeah. If they're gonna have this, it's just yeah. Sorry. Agreed. <laughs> uh, last note I have. Uh, New Japan had a show air on Access, Strong Style Evolved, I believe it was called. Um, so let me guess. A bunch of people got dropped on their heads. A uh, million false finishes and kickouts. 
and everybody thought it was awesome. Is that pretty much what happened? I haven't caught it yet. I've had the time. I watched some highlights. Yeah, that's really all I want to say about it. I want to put New Japan Strong Style Evolved in the title of the show, and this is all you're going to get in case you <laughs> listen to the show. That's all you're getting is that commentary on New Japan. So listen to the show, enjoy the first hour and ten minutes, and then get mad at me for this 15 <laughs> seconds. I'm not hard to find. You know that. Uh, do we have any listener questions? Oh, God, I love you. <laughs> I hate you, man. <laughs> Prep, what would you like to say about it? I don't want to cut you off if you had something you wanted to say. I'd like to say that I've watched a lot of New Japan matches and a lot of Roman Reigns matches, mm-hmm. and Kota Ibushi dropped the ball, and Roman Reigns looks better than Kota <laughs> after Sunday night. <laughs> Did did he literally do something that was not good or I'm almost nothing has come out but I'm almost positive that he got hurt like really? he had to be concussed during that match because he multiple times like you could tell he was out of it hmm. but he did botch a lot but <laughs> I think it's because he's hurt but Roman you are the guy <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I went back to you for that. And another thing that I want to complain mm-hmm. about that I didn't get to talk about last week because we had such a deep conversation. Mm-hmm. Act 2 Fly, I found out that he doesn't like the fact that me and Alo are big on Roman. Oh, really? Act 2 Fly, I'd like to say something. <laughs> Bourbon Street. You and me, Bourbon Street fight. Submission, wow. Submission only. It can only end in submission, and I will be making you tap and <laughs> taking the podcast title home. Interesting. Does he really have a problem with you guys liking Roman? He made like a sly comment about it, and I was like, I looked at him like, dude, what? Are you complaining because I like Roman Reigns? Huh. I don't think he's ever said this to me. He's a little smarky. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm indie prep. Indie prep, yes. <laughs> Uh, so do we have any listener questions? Yes, we have a question for the Godfather podcast, Joe Lafferty. How do you think the WrestleMania main event tag match that is going on last will compare to the final match of Sunday's New Japan show? Which main event tag match? Triple H and Stephanie against Ronda and Kurt? Well, coming from or him, Shane and Daniel Bryan versus... Well, coming from him, it's Triple H and Stephanie. I, this would be the, the greatest troll to laugh in the world if Shane and Stephanie had the two last matches at <laughs> He'd probably end up doing something of uh Yeah, I mean, I didn't see the, the New Japan main event. I would guess that the wrestling purist would much rather watch the New Japan main event. I would guess that... It, I, I don't know. I don't really have an answer other than... I'm not going to side with New Japan on these questions. <laughs> That's my answer. It's not going to compare. You already said your New Japan piece. <laughs> I did. It was quite a piece. The fact that I'm going to be there, <laughs> I have to see that. So, New Japan, I'm sorry. Which one do you think? What Do, do you think Ronda and Kurt, Triple H, Stephanie is going to be the last match? No. It can't be. No. No way. It can't be. I think it's going to be AJ Nakamura. What do you think, Alo? Well, since I'm a Roman, Mark Roman. <laughs> okay. So you don't think that this question will apply when it comes no. down to it? There will not be a tag match main eventing no. WrestleMania. No. Okay. Not even close. Uh, anything else? 
right. We got a question from Don from Lord and Lord, no relation. All right. This is specifically for you. <laughs> if Bill and Donald Trump were in a match, who would you want to lose more? Who's next? That's all I got. <laughs> That's the only time I'll ever root for Bill. I would love to see a spear on the Donald uh, and a jackhammer. So, yeah, I'll go with Bill. The, the way, only time yeah. I'd ever root for Bill. The way I see it playing out is Bill Goldberg gets the win, Trump deports Goldberg. Win-win. Or maybe I would like to be stone cold and just hit a stunner on both of them. Come down and interfere and stun both yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that, Don. And who would be in your Dream Elimination Chamber match? Roman Reigns. <laughs> John Cena. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the ultimate warrior? The ultimate warrior. Someone from and New Japan. I'll just say the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, you will. You You're missing more. one. Oh, I'm missing one. Macho Man, Randy Savage. Zack Ryder. And <laughs> I want to do like another huge name. I'll go Andre the Giant. It's a pretty big name. Yeah. Mine? I got Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping somebody would go down that path. Seth Rollins. You mean Tyler Black? Tyler. <laughs> okay, let's do this again. Kenny Omega. Tyler Black, <laughs> Claudio Casagnoli, <laughs> Kevin Steen, <laughs> CM Punk, and Roman Reigns. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you would go Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson? The yeah. American Dragon? He could be the, uh, the American Dragon. He could be the, the uh, referee. Yeah. Oh, man. Joseph, you're six. That's tough without time to think about it, but... AJ Styles, AJ Styles, AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wouldn't be bad. Probably go Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> okay. Um, HBK. Jericho, AJ Styles. All these vanilla midgets. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor and... Bill Goldberg. <laughs> HBK in the brown tights and the Bob haircut. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely the Bob. <laughs> and Alo. Uh, John Cena, <laughs> Roman Reigns, HBK, Triple H, um, AJ Styles, Rob Van Dam. Mm. RBD. That'd be a hell of a match. I do want to mention Godfather of the podcast, good friend of the show, Joe Laugh. He told me he's exclusively calling Triple H Triple from now on <laughs> because he thinks it's so stupid that they spell his name out as the word Triple and then an H instead of three H's. <laughs> so whenever Laugh comes on the show, be prepared. Or when he asks a question, be prepared that he will be referring to right in that sense. as Triple. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Brett. I do like that he's quadruple H now. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that from the cartoon or something like that? I don't know. I know that we were talking about it in the group text. But it was what? Hunter Hearst, Homage, mm. Helmsley. Helmsley, yes. Quadruple H. Can we add Humble in there? <laughs> Quintuple H. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm Humble, down Hunter, <laughs> Hearst, Homage, Helmsley. I'm down with that. Uh, do we have another question? Yes, from my best friend who thinks I'm a Roman Mark. <laughs> There are 13 matches booked for WrestleMania. In regards to the mid and lower cards, who do you see going in the pre-show? We kind of touched on that. We kind of answered that. So, secondly, with every title being online, each gender getting a Mania Battle Royal and countless complaints of people not getting on the main show for many years, which one match do you want to see make the main card? 
Me personally, the SmackDown tag titles, the Usos has never been on the main card. New Day was hosting WrestleMania last year. Ro- Eck Rowan was jobbed out in six <laughs> seconds at Mania. <laughs> if the Wyatt family is to win these titles, it would be a good shine for a deserving Luke Harper. Yeah, I hate, like, I hate to just agree, but uh, that is what I, if I could pick one one match to definitely be on the main card, it's that, because I think the Usos deserve it, and I think the New Day deserves it. Agree. Yeah, that's the match. We we spoke about that earlier, too. That's There's no other choice. Joseph, you agree with that, too? Yeah, because the Usos. I mean, I probably want to put... Um, Triple H Stephanie match on the on the pre-show. <laughs> that would be funny if it ended up on the pre-show. Ronda can't do an interview, Rousey. <laughs> uh, is everybody ready for Stump Alo this week? Oh yeah. Is Alo ready for Stump Alo this week? Hollywood Balo. <laughs> yeah. Question submitted as always by Godfather of the podcast Joe Lafferty. Question is at at 2010 Night of Champions. Who were the final two teams left in tag team turmoil, and who won? <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> it was the Hart Dynasty, Tyson Kidd, and David Hart Smith. It, they lost to Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. That is not Wait, it. wait, 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 wait. 2010. 2010, yes. You're right about who won. Who'd you say won? Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. They did win. That is, and who'd you say was the losers? The Hart Dynasty. They lost. They were the champions. They, they lost the titles. They may have lost the titles, but that was not the last team eliminated. Do you want another second to think about it, or do you want me to tell you who it is? Is it it's an obscure team? I, as I wasn't watching at the time, but I would assume yes. Oh. One guy is very prominent. Are we allowed lifelines? <laughs> if if he can't get it in in a minute, he's allowed a lifeline. Wait, 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 Joey, wait, wait, I'm trying, I'm trying to entertain, because that was a, that was when tag team wrestling was terrible, so. Yeah, it is not what I would think of as a tag team. Because I know the Usos were in that match, the Hart Dynasty, uh, 2010, Nexus wasn't in that match, was it? No. That's two individual guys. I don't know if they were ever known as a singular named tag team. Yeah, because tag team, they just threw guys together at that time. Santino and Kozlov weren't in that match, were they? They weren't, in that, they weren't in that match as a tag team, right? I don't see who all was in it. I just see who won and who was last eliminated Cause in the screenshot he sent me. Prep, did you look it up, the card? What, 2010, 2010, um, 2010 Night of Champions. Because the Hard Dynasty, they held the titles majority of that year. They feuded with the Usos in the summer. Night of Champions in September. Results. Oh, wow. So I think Laugh may have done a good job throwing a trick question to you, thinking you would go with who the tag team champions were, but they weren't in it at the end. Is Big Show in that match? I don't know. Does it say? It doesn't Brent? say. You on Wiki? Oh, yeah, it does say. No. Bro, this is very weird. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's obscure, right? Like, not two guys you would Dumb picture obscure. together. I'm trying to think who's even a tag team top contention because there were no tag teams around that time. Yeah, there's a lot of weird teams. Wow, Ayla's been stumped. Unless he wants to say the rest of the card. Yeah. <laughs> he always gets by that way. Two that was Nexus year, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, Nexus came around two thousand ten, right? Well, they weren't in the tag team turmoil. Yeah, I know, yeah, okay. I'm trying to remember that card. It was a six pack challenge for the title. Barrett was in that. Mm-hmm. Who did Barrett pin? Barrett didn't win the title. Yeah, who <laughs> did he pin? It was an elimination match. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I believe you've been stumped. There were no tag teams in 2010. <laughs> I believe you've been stumped. There really wasn't. Just agree, you've been stumped. I may, I may, I may be stumped. You may tap out. I may. I get a lifeline. <laughs> you may. Did you have a a lifeline you wanted to throw him, Joey? This team likes to smoke and lift. <laughs> Smoke and lift. <laughs> Would this help? This team likes to fly and lift. <laughs> Get a phone call. <laughs> oh. Evan Bourne and Mark Henry? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have been anywhere close to that? I, I was trying to think of teams. I do remember they were a team. But you were and they did not cross your mind no. at all. Okay. Cause I knew everybody was like obscure and thrown together that year. Cause after cause after um Cody and Drew McMahon, they lost they 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 last they lost it a month. Mm-hmm. They, they lost a scene in Otunga the next month and then Heat Slater and Gabriel had it. Who were all the months. teams in the match? There was only like four or five teams in the match. It wasn't many. Um, well, I'll give you credit for knowing who the tag team champions were, knowing that it was a six-pack challenge, knowing that Wade Barrett was in the match. <laughs> um, Stump Alo is a successful segment once again. Uh, LeBron, you'll be in town. My guess is sometime within the next five or six days, we'll be here, we'll be available, the throne will be waiting Sit down and do an episode of Matt Madness Unsanctioned as our Philadelphia 76ers surpass your Cleveland Cavaliers for the three seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, you don't want them to stay in four? I did, but I think these guys have like earned that. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a number. I know. I think they could beat Indy. So do I. I think they could beat Indy, Washington. I think they could beat any of those teams down there. I didn't want to get up to three because I thought expectations would get too high. But I feel like these guys deserve, although if Embiid misses a couple games, that, that's going to be out the window anyway. Um, he got a concussion today, right? I don't think it's a concussion. They said he had a facial contusion. They said he didn't have a concussion, but I don't trust them to tell the truth. <laughs> um, so listen to Falls Count Anywhere, The Perfect Edge, 
Throwback Madness WrestleMania 10. We have a new one coming out on Monday. Go back and listen to our unsanctioned episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. Elroy Prepson on YouTube. He will be back in action very soon. Uh, Alo, want to move some merch real quick? Whatamaneuver.net to embrace the madness. And callinover.com is promo code NETMADNESS for 10% off your order. So for Mr. Sexy Punakana, the now forever CK Joe Rodermill. Don't hate me because you ain't me. <laughs> for Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepiguina, international YouTube superstar. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, hailing from Bangor, Maine. Woohoo! We call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, but the land with the elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.